Welcome to The Parent Pod, a happy place to find out all about pregnancy and the start of parenthood from the information-packed babycentre.co.uk. Hello, I'm Lucy. And I'm Claire. And we're here with a podcast for every week of your pregnancy, full of really useful takeaway information, candid admissions from our own experiences, having both had two children, and top advice from experts. We won't leave you holding the baby either. This podcast series takes you right up to when your new baby is 12 weeks old. So it's all the threes, 33 weeks this week. And apart from anything, if you've listened from the beginning of the podcast series, you really deserve a medal. Yes, quite apart from carrying a baby that long, hearing us huffing on is even more impressive. (laughs) But one thing for sure, you aren't going in for your final weeks blindly. You're well informed. And as they say, Claire, knowledge is power. Very true. This week, we're talking about breast leakage, what to wear in labour and how to eat another 200 calories in case you need a hand. So let's get started. What's happening for baby? Okay, so this week we have a rather spiky fruit looking nothing like your baby, but it is about the same weight, the pineapple. And he's getting long now, 43.7 centimetres to be exact, which is about the length of my forearm. Maybe they're grown to fit exactly into your arm. I remember my (laughs) husband used to carry our new baby around, a bit like a rugby ball much of the time. So we've heard all about how your baby's brain and nervous system's developing, but now he's starting to develop his own immune system. Yeah, and your baby's skin is becoming less wrinkled as he plumps up in preparation for birth. And here is a fact, Lucy, that might wow you. Due to the amount of white fat underneath his skin, your baby's complexion is less red than it has been previously. After he's born, the tone and colour of his skin may develop over several months, particularly if he's Afro-Caribbean or mixed heritage. You probably know that your baby's skull is soft and pliable and the plates of bone that form it are not yet fused. But did you know that during birth, these plates will slide over each other as he eases through the birth canal? You'll be able to see or feel the gaps, the fontanelles in your baby's skull when he's born. Oh, yes. I remember finding those a bit worrying. They really remind you how delicate the baby is, don't they? And they won't finish closing until he's about 18 months old. Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it, when you kind of slightly touch their head yeah, and you feel like, that little soft thing. Like, oh, oh. This one's for those of you who are having a boy. His testicles are continuing to move down from his abdomen into his scrotum. Sometimes one or both testicles don't fully descend until after birth. This is especially common in babies who are born prematurely, but most undescended testicles will be in place by the time your baby's about six months old. Good to know. What's happening for you? So we've chatted about leakage before. Yeah, we leakage. And this week is another type of leakage altogether. Breast leakage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, lovely. There's no need to worry if your breasts are already leaking a bit. In fact, they've been starting to make colostrum, which is your baby's first milk, from about 14 weeks of pregnancy. I remember from around this time realising that something was going on with my boobs, as I'll be honest, I had rather crusty nips. Ah, yes, the old crusty nipples where there's a bit of leakage and then it dries or sometimes little bits of dead skin even. Delightful. (laughs) Yeah, not all women leak, but if you do, it can be awkward and a bit uncomfortable. Invest in some breast pads. You can buy disposable ones or washable, reusable ones, and change them often to keep yourself and your clothes like comfortable and dry. If you're having a healthy pregnancy with no complications, there's no need to pump your colostrum and save it. Breastfeeding straight after the birth will give your baby all the nutrients he needs. However, if you're carrying twins or more, or you or your baby have had any complications, you might want to ask your midwife whether colostrum harvesting could be for you. Colostrum harvesting? What's that? 
I know, it sounds like something only over-the-top celebs would do, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's basically expressing the very early milk um, before you give birth and then freezing it. So in most cases, it's pretty much unnecessary. But there might be certain medical circumstances. So if your child has a cleft palate or Down syndrome, then it might be that it's advisable. There's loads more information in the show notes about that. Great. Too much to ask. This week we ask... I'm not sure what to wear in labour. I mean, do I have to get naked? Ah, so there are a few things to consider here. Firstly, hospitals can be really hot. So it's good to have some cool clothes and maybe some options of layers. I think I brought a cheap long t-shirt nightgown from a supermarket and that worked really well. But the main thing is to be comfortable and cool. What did you wear, Lucy? Okay, this is absolutely nuts, but I ended up wearing a satin camisole. You what? Are you serious? I, I know, it's totally ridiculous. I'm <laughs> not sure why I chose it. I think I already had it at the back of the drawer and I'd never worn it. And I thought, you know what? I don't care what happens to it. And so I ended up wearing that. I can still remember it. It was maroon and it only just covered my bits. I remember in labour screaming at the midwives to just cut it off. I was just, I just wanted to get naked. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Did anyone comment on it? <laughs> I think everyone thought it was a slightly odd choice. I'd probably just go with the the T-shirt. The other thing is, if you're planning to give birth in a pool, it's fine to wear a T-shirt or a bra top if you're worried about feeling a bit exposed. Oh, yeah, good tip, that. And another useful addition is to have a summer dressing gown in case you have to walk about in the first throes of labour. Yeah, and I had a friend who wore two hospital gowns. She says that works really well as they're light and cotton and you cover the open back with the other one going the other way. (laughs) (laughs) So whatever floats your boat. What do you expect this week? Okay, so we're finally at the stage where you're allowed 200 extra calories a day. Yay! Yeah, I'm sure you haven't been carefully counting calories, but we thought it'd be fun this week to do a top 10 of 200 calorie meals. Oh, yes. 200 calories, it's not that much, but this is a good idea for some lovely healthy snacks. So at number 10, we have a small bowl of porridge. Cook 40 grams of oats with semi-skimmed milk and top with a handful of fresh fruit. Porridge contains soluble fibre, which is good for your heart and helps to prevent constipation, which is a very common problem in pregnancy. It is indeed. At number nine is a favourite for me, peanut butter on wholemeal bread. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yum. Keep to two to three teaspoons. I guess you could try a slice of rye or soda bread for variety if you fancy mixing it up. Peanut butter is great because it contains protein and niacin as well as healthy unsaturated fats. It also might be worth trying other nut butters too. So almond or pumpkin seed, they're about on the market now, aren't they? And the pumpkin seed's good for people with a nut allergy. Oh, you know, Claire. Good idea. Coming in at number eight, a small tortilla wrap with hummus. Fill the wrap with a tablespoon of reduced fat hummus and add salad for extra fibre, vitamins and crunch. Or just have the hummus as a dip with two or three breadsticks and some carrot and pepper or cucumber sticks. Mm, yummy. I really want to eat that now. Okay, at number seven, a smoothie. Blitz up some berries or a small banana with 150 grams of unsweetened natural yoghurt. Delicious drink that's packed with antioxidants, vitamin C and calcium. Great. At number six, half a grilled chicken breast with salad or steamed vegetables. If you serve that with 70 grams of whole grain rice, it's a great source of protein as well as carbohydrates that will keep your energy levels on an even keel. Well, you wouldn't think that the chicken and vegetables and a bit of rice is actually 200 calories, would you? I know, it's a good one, that one, isn't it? If you're wanting something warming, then number five might be for you. It's a small portion of boiled noodles with vegetables. Add vegetables to 70 grams of cooked noodles and low salt soy sauce. You could try soba, egg or udon noodles for variety. 
And the more colourful the vegetables, the better. Great. And for breakfast, number four, we're adding a few raisins to 40 grams of brown flakes or up for fresh strawberries for added vitamin C. Bran is a great source of folic acid, thiamine, iron and fibre. The milk will also give you a calcium boost. Oh, that was my favourite. I couldn't get enough cereal and I think it was all the, the calcium boost of the milk. An oldie but a goodie at number three, granary toast and baked beans. So you're getting thiamine, which is good for your body to release energy and reduce pregnancy tiredness. Keep to two tablespoons of beans. The fibre in this one is going to help keep constipation at bay and steady energy levels through the day. Oh, I think you almost made a rhyme there, Lisa. <laughs> at number two, a slice of malt loaf with reduced fat spread. Or skip the spread and have two plain slices. It contains iron and fibre and for a sweet treat is relatively low in calories. Yum. Lastly, at number one, my personal favourite, half an avocado on a small whole wheat muffin. I mean, what's not to love? Oh, amazing. I love I know. avocados. Avocados are a great source of heart healthy, saturated fat and protein. You could add a squeeze of lime or lemon juice and a twist of black pepper if you're feeling a bit fancy. No extra calories there. Nope. So there you have it. Some great ideas to spend your 200 calories on. Oh, I'm feeling a bit peckish now. Time for a snack? I think so. Okay, that's it for this week. These podcasts don't replace medical advice and you should all speak to your own doctor or midwife if you have any concerns. Yes, we hope you stay well, stay healthy and we'll see you next week when we're talking about being 34 weeks pregnant. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Parent Pod. If you'd like more expert advice and information, chat to others at your stage of pregnancy or get emails tailored to you and your baby. Download the Baby Centre app now or visit babycentre.co.uk. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Baby Centre UK. All the info we cover in each episode is linked in our show notes. If you loved our podcast and found it useful, please rate and review The Parent Pod wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to share it with your partner and friends. <laughs>